Oh, that is Kevin O'Connell. Nothing else matters, which brings me to Metallica. Had a good Monday to you. Good to have you on board. We've got yeah. we've got the band back together in the Jack Michael Show. We got Derek uh, back from Frisco. Brad was here, but then got I was in South Dakota and then back. So it's 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 good to see the whole crew. D, you came back in one piece. You yeah. were hanging with Jerry. Brad, I don't even know if we can be in the same room because. Talk about your brush with greatness. Derek was hanging with Jerry Rice all weekend, for goodness sakes. Well, very cool. It was one of the strangest. (laughs) I've been blessed in this career to run into people like, if you'd have told me when I was sitting on the, you know, in my little apartment at Fergus Falls Community College with uh, my friend James and (laughs) Kirby and Nikki watching the 1991 World Series that someday Jack Morris would say, hey, how you been? You know, like he would come, you know, so things like that I've been blessed, you know, local Mm -hmm. celebrities and. And so I walk into the steakhouse that's within walking distance of our hotel, a Perry Steakhouse, best steak I've had in a long time. It was about 5 o'clock, and I was hungry. I thought, well, I'll go, I'll go do that. And So I walk around the bar, and honest to God, from the back of the head, I thought it was my longtime friend, Latroy Hawkins. Oh, sure. Who used to pitch for the Twins for people who may not sure. know me. And I've gotten to know him pretty well over the years. And so a I Texas go, guy. Yeah, and so he li- I know he lives down there. He and Torrey Hunter and obviously – Patrick Mahomes Sr., they all are kind of from that area. So I walk around the bar and look, it's Jerry Rice. And so I sit down and I I looked at him and I said, how are you doing? He's just putting his headphones at the time. And the bartender, she says, well, you, you said hi. I said, well, it's no big deal. So we just sat there for a little bit longer and I ordered and whatever. And then he said, well, I, I got to settle up. I, I got to go over to across the street at the convention center. And I said, oh, yeah, I suppose you're in town. for Yeah, and we start chatting a little bit. And then and as he's getting, you know, just talked about the thing and, you know, the FCS. Sure. And, yeah. and he, he says, I said, well, it's a pleasure to see you. And he goes, well, thank you. So then he walks, puts his coat on. He walks towards me. He goes, come on, grab your phone. Let's take a selfie. I'm like, <laughs> I've never had a, <laughs> a famous person say, let's take a picture together. I, I, I was trying to be chill, you know right. what I mean? And, and and I think he liked the fact that I wasn't in his face, right? So Right. And he's so probably then, so used to, like, everybody taking it. Right. You know, this guy's not time. in my hand, so I'll initiate this myself. Yeah, so, now. I mean, so he, so I think the fact that I wasn't, in, in bar, you know, intruding on his time, I think he appreciated. And he took a great picture. If you're not friends with me on Facebook, it's D-E-R-E-K-H-A-N-S-O-N. So, you know, the, the, my profile pics, my old dog, Bo, who's no longer with <laughs> right. us. and. And uh, yeah, so and Jerry Rice and Jerry Rice and yeah. the response I've got on like it was like nothing I've ever seen before. I bumped so. into Derek earlier. He goes, "They're like, like, like I don't know how many, like a thousand views or seven hundred yeah, views or six hundred views." Yeah, yeah. well, well, Starkville, so cool, The way he posed maybe. with his ring too. Yeah, it was and really the good. bartender, she's like, "I didn't know who he was until my manager told me." And I text <laughs> and I texted my you know she, innocent like Abby Miller here, who's like you know twenty five years old, has yes. no idea, right? And she was like, texted my boyfriend. She goes, "Oh, we got to have a, a a talk here when you get." back and so yeah it was something uh, it is uh it's it's uh it's good yeah they talk about like the the strange and, and again if you're in any walk of life or certainly in the in the media you've bumped into broadcasts with befriended right. met in some odd places but uh when you first shot that text i thought i did that double take because jerry didn't look like he did when he plays no, he's you know he's, no, he's, he's aged, as we all tend to kind of do mm-hmm. his age and i turned and went wait a minute is that it is <laughs> like good call, Derek. Nice job right there. And of course, he was down there, and they give that award out in in his name as yeah, obviously the freshman of the year, yep. freshman uh, of the year, and and uh, and it was all good. So it, it, the weekend, you know, on Mondays, if you've tuned into the uh, the program, 
Uh, we do good, bad, ugly, and great. Uh, I mean, some things just kind of feed that question. Uh, some weekends kind of feed that question. I'd imagine this past weekend maybe feeds that question, and you can text in your good, bad, ugly, and great. Only uh, rules apply that you know you don't want you to be dissing uh, the high school, but the, certainly those that get paid, you can you can yeah. and, and collegiately uh, that get. But good, bad, ugly, and great. Uh, if that fits a narrative this uh, from this past weekend in sport, you can text us at 35270. We're coming from our Gunderson Jewelers studio, by the way, OMG, oh my Gundersons. Make it easy to say I do with a custom-designed wedding ring. Gunderson's Uptown in Maine, West Fargo, or Gunderson's.com. You probably have a good, bad, ugly, and great just from being around Frisco, by the way, Derek. The, uh, oh, my weekend. good was just South Dakota State's balanced attack, both sides of the ball. I mean, they were they were just good. I mean, and... You know, obviously, NDSU was a little beat up. I'm, I don't think any of us can use that as an excuse, but I, I think South Dakota State was just that good this year. I think they proved it in two games against North Dakota State. The second half at the Fargo Dome and yesterday, it was just – there's a couple of plays I think that maybe would have made a difference. I thought the fumble early on, unfortunately, for Kobe Johnson, mm-hmm. you know, that really kind of – as the Bison answered and we're trying to answer again, right. and, and then all of a sudden, boom, it's 21-7, to and you kind of feel like it was going to be a tough sledding game for them, but – I really thought that they dominated the line of scrimmage, especially on their offensive line. I mean, Gronowski had all day back there when he had a chance, and then they, the holes. And their play and this calling Johnson was, kid, this number three for them. We were talking so well, much about Isaiah Davis. That kid hit the hole, and I, I remember, they had no chance. I remember yeah, the calling Bison, the Bison have had a tough, that's been a tough matchup for them yeah, multiple times. I, I've been calling that game with, with North Dakota, which UND had that South Dakota State, uh, State team down. I mean, down. And then Lamar comes in, and that, and I said this earlier, not just a compliment. He he could be a feature. You know, Davis is 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 good. Johnson Johnson is such a water bug quick that could be a featured back. And if, yeah. and as you said, uh, when you've got that line that's so big, you know, back in the Division two days, you know, we'd look at, at at teams come in, or you'd look at say North Dakota State, and they just pass the eye test immediately going, okay, well, this team's going to win because they this team doesn't look like that team. right? And South Dakota State, when you look it up front, and you look at even the receiver, the Aggie boys are good-sized boys. You know, you, you, you start looking at going, wow, that eye test on SDSU, they're big. They're big. Yeah. They're big. Period. And, and, and Kraft had a couple of plays, but he didn't eat him up as much as I thought he might. I thought he'd be a much bigger factor. I did, too. Like early on, yeah, they split him out wide, yeah. and he made that one catch. But, yeah, I guess they – they didn't need him. They just have so many weapons, and I think now they uh, they have their place in the adult table. Now they've yeah, gotten no out of they've, they've moved from the kids' table, and now they they've uh, they are the 2004 Red Sox now. Yep, I, no I, I doubt. Really believe that, and yep. and so we'll we'll see where it goes from there. I thought the uh, I thought the bad was much of the NFL yesterday. I mean, just it's, it's there was a lot of bad. I mean, if we're going to add more games, I mean, if this is what we're going to get yeah. from Week 18, it's not good. I mean, in fact, you have so many of these backup quarterbacks, and people know where they're at. It's it's a tough deal. I thought the ugly was just kind of how the Packers handled everything. I thought you know that number seven shoving the Detroit Lions. Quay Walker, I and I saw the I apology, or I guess I, I, I heard about the apology. I saw what he what he made a statement and it's the second time for him um well when phil gets on i wonder if anything's happened like that to to uh, a doctor going out of the field or not but i agree with you derek i think that fits the ugly category it probably fits a number of different categories for green bay that was a that was a meltdown. That was the only thing that was going on in that green bay detroit game it was just you know what's frustrating about that too is that 
Detroit figured out how to do like these off tackle traps and, and and pulling guards and things like that in the running game. Or do they open up and, some stuff? Yeah, and that's the one thing the Packers defense was kind of susceptible to all season long. And what do the Vikings do? I don't care if it's Mike Zimmer and his multitude of offensive coordinators or now Kevin O'Connell, always trying to run Dalvin Cook right at uh, Clark. Was, <laughs> and that's just right. I, I don't get it right up the A-gap. And that's one mistake that they made, but we don't have to worry about the Packers this year. And then I think the speculation comes now is now just little things like one of the Lions players said, hey, can get the jersey off here. He says, no, I might keep this one. And so, did, did you see that? Yeah, so, yeah. does that mean that Rodgers that, wants to keep mean? his last, you know, Packers jersey ever? I mean, it's, who knows? You know, does that he walk hang it in up? the tunnel with 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 Cobb? Is that the? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I I much more than offering to get trade or whatever. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he hangs it up because I think this season's been a grind for him. I don't think there's any problem. Doubt is Derek and Brad and you guys have been around enough athletes to know? A, it's tough to take the uniform off. Ask Tom Brady and everybody else that is, that is, is, it's A, when you still have something to give. And I can only imagine it can be about the dollars for Aaron Rodgers, but how tough is it going to be when he knows internally that he still has something to give yeah, Derek and Brad, you know? So that, that to me is the only thing that in my head, I'd agree with you, but the only thing I'm thinking is these athletes. You know, until the tank, in fact, most athletes, it's not even when the tank is empty. It's like when they're trying to extract from other tanks into their game that they don't want to shut it down. And Rodgers, I think, still is capable of, of, of putting up numbers. Well, there's going to be some quarterback movement. Um, where's Jimmy Garoppolo going to end up? Um, you know, Rodgers, could it be Washington? Um, I think Denver's stuck with Russell for a while. They're going to have to eat that contract. They're going to have to live with that contract oh, for a while. But, uh mess. <laughs> Well, there well, might the, be a, you know, might be a finished spot on a win, Brad. Finished on a win. Yeah, well, I guess. Well, you know, here's the other thing too, and knowing the state income tax situation there too, um, the Raiders are an appealing team. You know? Oh, absolutely. And so I don't think we should rule that out by any means. Yeah, because they've kind of I think they've moved on from Derek Carr. So yeah, I would say the Raiders would definitely be in play. Um, there might be, you know, I don't know if New England is completely sold on Mac Jones or not, but that might be a you know, landing spot for somebody. If you don't have a great from the weekend, try to find one and text 35270. And if you don't have an ugly or bad, try to find one at 35270. You can text in from anything out there. Did we bury the great when, you know, you look at last Monday night, it's been now one week from tonight, yeah. tonight and DeMar Hamlet and where we were sitting on Tuesday or Monday night into Tuesday. And the things we were learning from that moment and and what we talked about, you know, medical personnel and immediate response and cardiac arrest and now has is 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 fifty percent oxygen, now full, all of that stuff. Tweeting, the fund, the uh, two twenty five hundred he wanted to raise and his thing and it's up over eight minutes. All that story going in. And then and then all the signs and the nation if not more than the United States pulling through and all the goodness that came out of all the emotion of the spirit. And then the game happens because analysts are like us, like Derek, Brad, and me sitting there talking about, well, what do you think though? Could Buffalo come out? I mean, that, there's part of that, but are they really going to be, I mean, is that a half a distraction I have done? And then maybe the grade happened on the first play of the game, a kickoff return for a touchdown. And then he <laughs> Heinz does it again in the third quarter. Is that a great 
from the weekend? Can we put that as a great from the weekend? I would say the kickoff for the touchdown. I mean, that's just so beautiful. Just immediately. I, I mean, come on. The only thing I can can compare that to was when the Saints played the Falcons the first game when they because they had the old, was it 05 season they had to play in San Antonio and everywhere. Right. And they played the Monday night game, and because even though I was a Viking fan, you kind of grown to hate the Saints. But when they blocked that punt early in the first quarter and ran it for a touchdown, and that place erupted, that was hard not to. It was right. hard not to just you know. As Gargio says, the allergies started. Exactly right. <laughs> so that that was just a, a heck of a moment. I mean, if you saw Josh Allen and his comments in his post game, I mean, he was he was holding back. He's you know, it was just something that seemed. Out of body, just right. like you don't have control. Mean, yeah. Things happen for that. To me, was was great. It, I was kind of I was watching the Rams in Seattle because it bled to almost the start of Detroit and Green Bay, and I don't know why part of me, with all you sorry Seattle fans, but part of me really wanted that Rams to pull that baby out, and then the, of course Sunday night's game. Yeah, I guess I wish I could have seen it at it the same time. It would have been a time, better story if the would have been a neat little Lions story. got in. Because I, I think most of the world would have been cheering for that dismal franchise to finally get right? in that way. Right? <laughs> right. Wouldn't that have been? Yeah. Just think of today, Derek and Brad, if, 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 if Seattle loses on an overtime, you know, overtime which, which the Rams had a shot, and then the interception mm-hmm. and all that, and then that game happened, and then all the other stuff you just brought up with the bat about shoving an athletic right. trainer and, and Rodgers throwing a pick and all that, and Detroit gets in, and who doesn't like Dan Campbell? Well, and <laughs> think about it, too. So if Rodgers decides to hang it up or you know, somehow they maneuver a trade or, what, or whatever they decide to do, his last pass to the Packers is going to be that? I mean, yep. just Again, think about, about that. that. <laughs> Again. I mean, that's just crazy. I mean, and, well, and he had one that he made it just as bad a throw that got – uh, he got bailed out on because it was a uh, penalty. Right. Um, I don't think that's a, a, a ridiculous suggestion. I think the Lions might be the team to beat in the NFC North next year. Yeah, uh, is this a, uh, if not a passing of the baton in that division, at least uh, you better watch out. Or at least the baton <laughs> is out there. You, why don't you take it? For the yeah. taking. That's even right. a better way to put it. Uh, another great might have been Watson's catch. And I'll, I'll be the first to admit you know, calling games in the Valley, again, Christian played for North Dakota State, where oftentimes you didn't throw it 40 times a game. You didn't throw it 30 times a game. Mm-hmm. When you threw it, you asked to, to go up and get it and make a play. So Christian, I think, has so much ceiling left at the National Football League level, don't you agree with, and certainly under, you know, with Rodgers throwing in the ball, and then the way he began with an injury here, had this, a hip that, dropping a ball in the first game, from where he's been, uh, where he came from to where he's been, that's a heck of a stock. If he were a stock, you'd probably invest in it now if you're wisely. Would you not in Christian Watson? Get some, I don't think he'll win it, but I think he should get some Rookie of the Year consideration. Yeah. I, I don't think he'll win it, though. No, mm, there's but, so many out there, but yeah. yeah. But he was, um, yeah, I mean, it was... That's you know that probably that last six seven weeks he was uh, really good he played he played like he belonged. Derek, Jordan Lovell love him. Jordan Jordan Lovell love him. Wow, see Derek, what I did there. See what he did. Derek had mentioned that uh, you know do we need this many weeks really because uh, you know it it almost seems diluted by t- week eighteen. Yeah, I didn't like this move for the first place. But here's who still played most of their guys. Uh, Dallas, and that was ugly. Well, trust me when you're taking. <laughs> that, a- 
<laughs> so when you're taking an Uber about. from Toyota Stadium to the about. airport, yeah, how'd that go? And the guy is wearing a his Dallas Cowboys sweatshirt, <laughs> oh. and they're getting killed by a uh. rookie quarterback. Was there confidence br- brimming from that driver? They're just seat? kind of shaking their head. And then the gal <laughs> in the elevator that had the screen on, and you know, so she's the elevator guard or whatever. And like they said, well, how are the Cowboys doing? How are they, what are they doing? Not much, she said. Not much. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, how about I? I, I, I said this because that place shuts down for holy cow. I mean, we we, Cowboys, yeah. we make our appointment around football uh, here, but but he was that's uh, a different bird, yeah. Yep. He, I mean, it was that's a it different was bird. Uh, text says good Packers losing, bad <laughs> NDSU effort on Sunday. Ugly Bears Vikings game, especially in the second half, because that, was, that, that was that was, was kind of like an exhibition. That was preseason uh, yeah, football over right. it. I just I ducked in a couple times to watch it. And went, oh, this is not good. Great Bud Light at the Red Hen in Dilworth. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, and this uh, Adam Rittenberg is a writer for ESPN. Is reporting uh, Northwestern set to hire David Braun as defensive coordinator, who has held the same post at NDSU since 2019. We- oh wow! And here we go. So. Well, I mean, getting get, out when the getting's good. Can I we? Guess. Well, can we just? I do find it funny that the texture just said, you know, bad and then bad on and top then of the, the other one. Yeah, obviously. But we know the situation. I mean, listen, the overall picture of NDS, this thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, NDSU they were beat up. It's not an excuse. It's right. just the fact of Period. the matter. I mean, even the SDSU people I was sitting with, you know, as far as they go, it's just. Yeah. But they got it done. I mean, South Dakota State, what a sweet way to win their first national The difference being, you know, there's. it's not like North Dakota State hasn't come back because they've shown that they did. I mean, you look at the Incarnate Word game, obviously, right out of the gate, went down 16 nothing. There's some teams that uh, when you're up against, you can't get in a hole. You just can't no. chase points. Thinking about it more, it reminded me so much of the JMU loss in 16 in yeah. the semifinals because defensively they were so beat up. Um, and how they responded after that going forward um, was a true sign of the program. I thought they bounced back just yep. fine, and this is going to be one of. The, I think it's going to be one of those moments as well where I don't, you know, the cupboard's not bare, and I don't think all is completely lost. But there is some, uh, there are some things that have to be worked on. I was in Brookings over the weekend. Trust me, uh, they've got enough success rolling. <laughs> you know, but but congratulations to uh, uh, the, you know their women's program is off the charts and has been for how many in in, in, in basketball. And the football team, as you you said, now it's kind of like they have risen now up to a consistent level of 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 this level. So yeah, you know maybe that uh, you know my guess is there's a party in Brookings. There's no question about well, that. I said this at Brad. I, it's good for the FCS. It is. I you mean, need something like that. Good for the FCS. It's good for the Valley. It's good for everything else. Every team is, you, is obviously striving to get to that depth now and that you, success. Say you're trying to get depth back because you've lost so much. Yeah. You need. You need Montana. You need Montana State. Yeah, you need, need all of you that. You need UNI. You yes. need UND. You need somebody from the CAA Let's to step go. up. I Missouri mean, State, on. if they could have a consistent coach that couldn't come and leave right. and take an FBS job right. somewhere else. But, yeah, you're right. No. Youngstown State, be impossible to win at the, yep. the ice. Weber, yeah. I mean. What, all of it. Yeah. So. Uh, quick time out. Doc Phil coming up. Back from Canada. I'm gonna, oh, I bet she's got a shiny medal around his neck and more. It's a Monday Roundtable, Jack Michael Show with Derek Hansen, Brad Anderson today on 740 The Fan. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Doctor? 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 Me. What's up, Doc? 
He is back on U.S. soil with a fresh new medal and a nice showing there by Team USA at the World Juniors. Tough one, uh, the loss to Canada, but hey, Canada caught their uh, traction and Doc Phil is back. Hi, Doc. How you doing? Jack, I'm doing very well. Canada did not get their traction. Canada was spinning for a bit, and we had them on the ropes, but the officials decided to take the game into their own hands mm. and let the air out of the balloon that the United States team had so had done such a good job of inflating. So I'm not going to sit here and berate the, the officials, right. but you can go back and look at the goals. That is my, that is my bad for the day. Well, hey, um, real quick, was, by the way, Doc, on that and 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 yeah. go back here because I was on the road and uh, there were some Canadians on the bus that that played for the team and we were kind of following it and I think it went three two on if I'm not mistaken a Jackson Blake goal that may have been that that was disallowed and was that an offside penalty or a goaltender interference something so, there was a penalty there was it was disallowed period. It was supposedly goaltender interference, but if you look at the replay, it was not. The goaltender could not be interfered with because he was sprawled out on the, on the ice. Jackson just took a spin and uh, parked it right in the net. And then the second one was the same thing, a goaltender interference. I, I've never seen officials be intimidated by a crowd, but certainly they were. Mm. Uh, um, and they overturned their own calls, which is kind of interesting because when you look at the replay, it's not conclusive at all. In fact, it wasn't in school center interference if you look at it closely. And in talking with some of the NHL referees that uh, that I know, they clearly said, and even some of the NCHC referees, they clearly said it was not interference. It was it was it was too bad. And and you could just feel it on the bench that that momentum that was gained after that second goal, it just slowly started slipping away, and the guys just couldn't recover. But kudos to them. They came back the next day, and they played really well against Sweden and uh, were able to walk home with a medal around their neck, which is one of the huge achievements at that tournament is walking home with some uh, with some hardware. Yeah, I laid that out pretty good. By the way, in the World Juniors, do do any, do any of the, the rules – uh, differ greatly from standard NCAA collegiate hockey or, or anything else, or is it roughly the same, Doc? It, it's roughly the same. They're sometimes called a little bit more uh, aggressively, especially some of the, the checking. They don't like a lot of heavy body checking. Uh, the Other than that, really the rules are basically the same. Um and um, it's, it's subject to interpretation, you know, is what some of those are. Uh, I'm on the uh, I'm of the thought that uh, we might as well just get rid of the video review because it's just really not helping that much. It's creating more of a problem than what it was. We're trying to make an imperfect game perfect, and that's just not how it's going to be. Uh, it takes way too much time to review. Uh, somebody scores a big goal and they have to review it. You've taken all that momentum out. So uh, I, I'm on the opinion that really, for only for just a real special occasion, and I wonder what that would be, would you ever use video review? So uh, that that's where I'm at. Yeah, it, plus it takes time. It just takes right. time. You know my thing, it's 90 seconds, and if it's inconclusive, yeah. the call on the field stands. Right. Or they, I mean, that's just yep. – well, another one, I mean, I, with your Michigan ties, I still can't get over because it was such a big part of the game because they fumbled the next play. How that receiver for Michigan was not – a touchdown against TCU to this day. I don't know how right. they saw that. That was conclusive evidence to overturn it. That that was yeah. weird. And 
We see all the time. And the NCHC is the worst. I mean, the NCHC, if it's not 90 seconds, they'll sit there for five minutes and you got Tim and you know and Travis and Steve <laughs> right. before them trying to fill time. It's just, it's ridiculous. Yeah. No, well, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I, I say two minutes, stop. Yep. And if you haven't, uh, you haven't seen conclusive evidence that, that would overturn the call, the call stands on the ice. And you could do that with football as well. Speaking of which, uh, George and TCU tonight. Uh, so the FB had the national, the college football playoff national championship tonight. Uh, TCU. I mean, uh, you guys get this overwhelming feeling like, like okay, the, the slipper is off, or do you get a feeling now that what, what TCU has shown, at least against Michigan, and obviously Chris Kleiman's going, well, we fared okay against TCU, but do you feel like this is this is Georgia tonight, period, or do you think uh, that TCU has a has a shot here? Yeah. I mean, if they can stretch, they got a couple guys that can stretch the field a little bit. They've got some next-level guys. Quarterback's good. Quarterback Doug is good, yeah. Quarterback's good. Defense is pretty solid, so I, I think they definitely have a chance. Back to the good, bad, and ugly. How can you not put good as the the kickoff return in Buffalo? That's I mean, not, that's number way. one. That's, we in fact we put that as a great yeah. doc. We put that as a great. Okay. Yeah, yeah, great. Great would be good as well. The ugly, uh, shoving a good friend of mine uh, who who works for the Detroit Lions Football Club, and I know the team position very well. Mm. That's that's just he should be fine. There's no question, and that should be a big fine because that, that, after, what happened, after what happened on Monday, to even think that you're going to go out and, and push someone on the medical staff that's trying to tend to an injured player, I'm sorry, that does not go over at all. Fine, maybe even a couple of game suspension. He needs to understand those people are out there risking their lives trying to save your life, and the sooner you realize that, then the sooner you might be a, a, a better human. But that was a bad bad deal. I, uh, I'm glad you brought it up because we touched on that. That was part of our, you know, I, I don't know, Derek, if you made that the ugly or the bad, whichever the case may be. Um, but to that point, and Matt, everybody saw, if you're watching the game, you saw LaFleur going, think, be, you could read his lips, be smart, Yeah. think, but this is the second time, Doc, that this is, right. uh, right. This That's has happened. Point. This is the second time. The second yeah, I mean, time they pushed an athletic trainer? This is the second time that he's done this, right, Doc? Right. I think, yeah. Right, right. And I'm not sure what was in the pregame fluids, but what what happened with the pack? I mean, what was it with that cornerback walking in and taking the ball away from the center? What know. was that all about? Yeah, they, they were off. I mean, there were some weird, there were some weird things happening. And, and, and I'm just kind of glad to see the Lions win. They, they're bringing back a little bit of uh, pride back to the Lions, and it's good for the NFC Central to have a, a more competitive conference. And uh, now maybe the Bears can pick it up and uh, be back to the good old times. And again, and, and, and again, under the nobody's perfect. Under this guide guideline that, that nobody's perfect. You know, we all do things that that are less than wonderful and sometimes darn right stupid. Whatever. Quite Walker, if I'm not mistaken, and Brad, you could confirm this if you follow this or, or Doc, I think the first time he did it was to some of the medical staff of the Buffalo Bills, by the way. To your point, Doc, about how we all should wow. be you know, elevating athletic trainers, as we did last week, was an entire week of elevating athletic trainers and team doctors and first responders and all this, just saying they don't get enough credit, they don't get that. I think he did that against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, let's see here. Uh, toss, toss from the game at Buffalo October 30th, he shoved a non-uniformed player on the Bills' sideline. Or is that what it was? Okay, well. Yeah. So, to your point, uh, 
game suspension, simply a fine, obviously apologetic today, and and, and came out and, and said, look, I've got to be better. This is the second time I've done it. These are kind of Quay Walker's words. But uh, you know, not even him. Wasn't there another Packer, by the way, that kind of chest bumped? Uh, yeah, one the, of the, the same. One of the D linemen kind of was. He didn't like full fledged shove, but he certainly made contact. Kind of like, with kinda the like in, a, in a bully, bullying mm-hmm. kind of way. Right. Your friend Doc, right? What's going on? Yeah, um, I think a fine and suspension and a drug test. Yeah, you think there might be a little too much? Uh... Well, you wonder. Seen it before. Oh, not yeah. saying that it. But, you know, if they're going to drug test the basketball players because the guy scores 71 points, okay, though the precedent's been set. Let's well, this aggressive behavior, uh, then maybe we should test him as well. Where's we the... look for that. We're trying to do our doping. Sure. I mean, we're looking for aggressive behavior. And, well, we have no no qualms on testing those particular individuals if they seem to be overly aggressive in uh, the wrong situation. And, and I think prior, what, what the play before that was an elbow to a. To a head, correct? A helmet, an elbow that, that came over and and, and, uh, and the helmet uh, to the head. Where's the line then in emotion? Justin Jefferson, wasn't it Justin Jefferson that pulled his helmet off and was kind of going to throw it or something? and it Almost it, hit the referee. And it hit the referee in the back, but inadvertently in a show of emotion uh, that, that's going on. So where's the line, Phil, in sport where understood emotion and the act after it, during the context in which it's in, is separated from just boneheaded, emotional, you need to be fine and suspended in, in sitting out a game. Where, where's the line, Phil, in sport? I think when it involves injury or possible injury to another individual that may be an opponent or maybe an official, maybe a, a team member, um, I think that's where you can start and, and, and work through it at that point. Uh, you know, just taking your helmet off after you score. I mean, yeah, college can't do that. It's, you know, it's, it's celebration and all and everything else. But, but I think, you know, these guys are professional. I mean, this is, this is not, you know, Pop Warner football. These guys are professionals. You're supposed to have control of your emotion. We understand there's a high emotion within that, but there's a there's a way to do that properly and a way not to. And, and whether that's not being taught or not, I don't know. But they need to understand that their actions are being viewed by millions, and they need to have them under control. And this kid too maybe needs some anger management. Maybe there's some issues going on that uh, that he needs to learn how to control better and keep those emotions under control before somebody gets hurt. Yeah, I agree. I agree because that situation, uh, Swift, I, I believe, was was the one being treated because he got rolled up on from behind. He got hit right. in the handle and that kind of thing. So the uh, there's a, a, a diffused situation of everybody just wondering if he's going to be okay standing around, and on comes someone from the sideline. Well, it's it's not a fan. It's it's not like the two guys that are trying to burn the American flag and grab it in baseball. And who was who was the outfit? Rick Monday. Rick Monday. Monday. <laughs> Rick Monday. And everybody cheers. It's not that. It's not like some random someone's coming out there. Someone's coming out to to aid, and then you know that. And and Walker does that. So I uh, I agree. That's you know. On, on the other side of that, I think from an official standpoint, so during the course of a game, say a uh, a heated block charge call in, say, basketball, and you just really, the, the defender really felt they had the position and they call a, a, a block instead of the charge, and they get up and maybe maybe that first action is 
is a, is a, a word maybe not directed at someone. It's just up in the air. That the, sometimes I wish there was a little more leniency on that, or a baseball player that that felt like you might have missed the corner on something that led something. Up. I, I don't like to see quick reactions on officials on that. You know, let, let right. that breathe a second, and then if it persists. So there's my line anyway. Don't go Danny Angel. I mean, don't go Danny Angel. Yeah. But in that situation, I think the officials should have the authority that say, listen, if we're kicking them out for they're doing a deliberate hit to the head, they can kick them out for a deliberate infraction where they're trying to inflict bodily harm on, on, a, on an unprotected individual that's helping out a uh, potential injured player. I mean, that should be an automatic boom. You're out. Technical foul, whatever you want to call it. Hit the showers, buddy. You're yeah. out of here. You're off the field. Yeah, there's no uh, no question about it. Uh, the NFL postseason Super Wild Card Weekend is coming up. Seahawks and Niners on Saturday. Chargers and Jaguars on Saturday. Dolphins and Bills Sunday. Vikings and Giants Sunday. Ravens and Bengals Sunday. Cowboys and Buccaneers Monday. And there still is an opportunity, even though the coin flip game. Did you guys see Cincinnati's? <laughs> it makes it. He did a little mocking on the potential coin flip thing. So that's gone. But there's still a chance for a neutral site game in the AFC. I say it's a real good chance that's going to a happen. Very good chance. If Kansas City and Buffalo were to meet, that would be at a neutral site. So there's huh. a, little, a little NFL today. Um, a couple of pieces of this day in history. Going back to your goalie talk, Phil. Uh, 1918. You remember that, Phil? You were the team doctor, weren't you? For the team? 1918. The NHL, uh, the NHL announced a new rule that permitted goaltenders to leave their feet. While making a save. On this date, that rule came into place. They can leave their Previously, a penalty was called if a goalie sat or lay on the ice to stop the puck. Phil, you like that rule, Phil? (laughs) I was thinking you were going like they were jumping up and down. Leaving your feet while laying on the ice. Well, yeah. Yeah, so that's and back then taking it to your teeth. You yeah, know, yeah, they probably weren't wearing a lot of masks. Wearing a lot of masks back then, right? No. What no. are the hockey? What are the goalie mask? Brad, you're the hockey kind of. What would you say, Brad? If you had, without before we look oh, at Jumper Jack. was the last one that didn't wear one, right? Right. So God, he was still playing. And the orig- yeah. Yeah. Some of the original masks were around Jacques Plante. Uh There was a there was a guy before him, and I can't remember his name because I looked this up. But Jacques Plante was one of the original ones, and, and in fact, when I was when I was playing, I did have a Jacques Plante mask, and uh, he only wore it in practice for a while, and then he was one of the first ones to wear it in a game, and then from there on, everybody else started slowly uh, wearing the masks, and uh, then it changed the game forever. But to that point, and, and I don't know if we haven't brought this up before. As as harsh as that seems, as as much as that seems like playing in traffic during rush hour, kind of potential injury, <laughs> you know, like like I'm sure if like younger generations go, what do you mean they never wore masks, you know? But Doc, I think you brought up, well, sticks have changed too. Oh, uh, the whole technology's changed. Period. Um, yeah. Sticks, equipment, um, the training. So the shots weren't nearly as hard. Um, they were a lot more along the height is what they were. Uh, and then the curved stick came into play with Bobby Hall back in the late 60s, early 70s, which which completely changed the game because then you didn't know where that thing was going, um, and they would hit it 100 miles an hour. So, you know, the the fact that, you know, get masks were pretty prevalent at that point was just due to the fact that the game had changed too, so the sticks were getting better. The sticks now 
you know, a lot of the young kids don't know how to handle these high-powered sticks, to be perfectly honest. Um, and if parents are listening out there, you don't need a $100 stick for these kids. Um, that, that's too much stick for them. And they need to understand how to do the principles of stick handling and everything else. But the the, the technology has gotten so good um, that that's, that's part of the reason why the mask really became uh, part of the part of the equipment for every goaltender, just because they're hitting them so hard and so fast, and they're putting them anywhere they want. And that can be sometimes they're banging them off your head to get a goal. Where were you on 2005, our last piece of history with Doc Phil? On this date, 2005, stop me when you know the answer. Randy Moss pretended to pull down his pants and moon the Green Bay Packer crowd through it during a playoff win. That was on this date. Then, then like four days later, they find him $10,000. You know where I was, don't you? You were, you were probably in Lambeau Field. I was Field. in the press box. That's right. And Mark Rosen was sitting behind me, and he goes, did you see that? And I'm like, no, I didn't. And then, you know, we're all sitting there, and and then it became the topic of conversation because I drove back all through the night. This was 17 years ago, by the way, or 18. I'm like, yeah, yeah, 18 That's really ago. icky 18. that you just said that. Yeah, wow. That happened on this date. Yeah. Where, where were you? You know exactly where you were. I was in Lambeau Field when that happened. Shoots the moon to the fans here in Green Bay. That is a disgusting act. Yeah, well, it was really wasn't that big of a deal. And I thought it really should have been diffused right when Tony Dungy said, Tony Dungy, right? I mean, like the, the, the salt of the earth. The classiest when he, when guy he said, here. I thought it was funny because for people that don't know, we get mooned if we lose when we're leaving. And that's what he did. There so, you go. And so it was a fake moon. I mean, well, to me, Joe Buck wouldn't have completely melted down. Melted down. We'd have been fine. The Viking fans got to get over that. And also, Viking fans, let's not take too much glee in, in the fact the Packers lost. I mean, it, uh, there's more happiness about the Packers not going to the playoffs than there is than the, the confidence in the, the, in the, the Vikings, Vikings going to yeah, moving right. on and going to the second round. I've never seen. I mean, social media is hilarious today because I, I don't know if there's another fan base that takes as much glee. In, in their in, rivals' loss is this. This is uh, it's. It, and Brer will talk about this tomorrow today at three. I'm sure guarantee. he will. Yes. Yeah, there he will. Doc, we we Derek had asked earlier, and and Derek and Brad and I were, were chatting in here on Aaron Rodgers, and and you know we'll see. I guess what's left. Rodgers said in the post game that you look uh, free agent signings are in March, and he was going through the. He was asked about you know what his decisions will make. He says, well, the organization. I got to see where they're going. Obviously, there's a truckload of money still there for Aaron Rodgers to make. And we were kind of discussing roundtable this, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Doc, you've been around a lot of guys. It's tough to take the jersey off, Doc, if you if you still feel you got something to give, correct? Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. And I think he still does have something to give. You know, they need to shore up the offensive line for him a little bit better. Uh, and I think in the offseason, maybe they can do that. But, you know, I, I didn't see anything, and I didn't watch the whole game last night, but I didn't see anything last night that would tell me, like, oh, he's done, it's over, it's, you know, forget it. Uh, no, he can still sidearm. He can still come over the top. He can still throw the deep ball. Um, I think he's still got something in the tank. The question will be, you know, whether the Packers feel that he fits into where they're going. Um, you know, they've got a group of now young receivers, and do they feel that Aaron has enough time, enough tank uh, with his arm specifically that he can direct that offense and get the ball to those guys all the way downfield? Because let's face it, I mean, they're speedsters. So I think he'll play. But, you know, what do I know? Uh, 
But I didn't see anything last night that would tell me that, nope, I'm done. This is, you know, you know, coming up short arm, throwing the balls and way off target, way short. No, he was right on. I, I think he's still got something in the tank. I uh, This is, and we'll let you get going here on this, but, you know, your new friend, uh, Derek Jerry Rice. I asked this question a, a year or two. And Derek was hanging with Jerry. <laughs> Jerry's For a at, very short time. At, and near Jerry's world. You had two Jerry's down there you're yeah. hanging. I asked this question a couple of years ago or a year ago on the show. Um, I think we took a poll. Uh, you know, I, we like to do top fours, top threes, top whatever. I said uh, of, of athletes that you could never see in another uniform and B, athletes that went to another one that looked extremely different in another uniform. Jerry Rice was a response in one of those questions uh, to see him in a different uniform, and he had a few different teams on that. Yep. Would not Aaron Rodgers be the number one answer for a professional athlete that you just could not see in another uniform? Got to be towards the uh, top Would, of the list. Wouldn't that be near the top? Cal Ripken Jr., I think, came up. Um, it's, I still can't used to t- seeing Tom Brady where he is. It's- Tom Brady, well, yeah, that and and here he is in Tampa Bay. But Doc, that that's uh, that, uh, that when you were just chatting there, I was thinking about that question. That, that, yeah, it, it'll be interesting what happens in Chicago because I, as much as I don't know, um, it would be very difficult to see Jonathan Taves or Patrick Kane in a different uniform other right. than the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. They have won three Stanley Cups and have basically resurrected that franchise from from way down oh, below. Yeah. And put so those would be two. I would be really hard, it would be really hard pressed to see them play for anybody else. Yeah. At one time, I would have responded with that answer with Brett Favre, but that went by the wayside. That kind of that, that kind of went away. The weirdest too. one for me was Bruce Smith going from the Bills to yes, Washington. Washington. That was weird. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, <laughs> right. Alan Page in a Bears uniform looked good. Me, Evan Smith of the Cardinals. That was weird. Yeah. That was strange. Could you have seen Kirby Puckett in a different uniform? Oh, it just, Not at all. just made me ill thinking about it. It's right. It's like it, a period of worried me for a while. I know we got a bus to move. Ah, see what I did? A reference right there. But nice. the song. Do we? Oh, do we have someone on two that want to jump uh, Jump on board yes. the round table? Uh, Rick uh, in Moorhead wants to talk about uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Go ahead, my friend. Maybe just really quickly, I did see some really poor throws at the end last night uh, by Rodgers. Just completely missed guys, especially two last really key throws on third and fourth down. Missed Watson, missed uh, somebody else. So between his kind of nonchalant attitude and then just wild misses, does he have a lot in the tank? Does hmm. he want to be there? Here's your thoughts. I do think Great. he's dinged up, though, too, and has been for a while. I think he's had a thumb problem. And I don't know if you can speak to this a little bit, Dr. Phil, but I mean, that makes a difference. I think some of these errant throws is because he hasn't been 100%. We saw that with Favre, the year he broke his thumb, and he kept trying to press it. He was chasing Jim Marshall's record, but I do think that makes a big difference too. Yeah, and, and the thumb is very important as far as yep. gripping the ball. Um, and, you, and you might be right, Derek. Some of that might be interfering. But but overall, I, I just didn't see anything that was so glaring. It's like, oh, he's done. You know, it's over. Um you know, and it was really cold last night there too. That had a factor. So uh, I don't, I don't know. I guess we will wait and find out. There were some videos that that rolled on Rogers this year that it wasn't. It, it was it was reads. It was like a misread on a on a thing. A misread in the flat. Misread on a cross. Misread on a window where he just didn't pull the trigger. Uh, so I wonder if that with the callers alluding to not only making some port uh, throws, but also just non Aaron Rodgers like didn't throw it in the read that looked like it's second nature over the years to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. 
I, I think I, he, I agree there's still something there, though. But. Where I think you and I disagree is I, I just think that he has other opportunities in life he maybe wants to explore because I think going back to Green Bay in the fall <laughs> and to do this again, I think it's, I think it's done. I just think he's done with it. And I wouldn't fault him, really. Yeah. I mean, uh, wouldn't shock you. Go it's kind of the same. He's getting kind of the same ending of the storyline for got the last the, 20, he, you know, 12 years. He too. does have this big Lebowski feel to Yeah, there, that's a great analogy. Like a robe and sitting by a I'm pool. the dude. Right? Man. The dude. <laughs> I'm the dude on the Pat McAfee show. Yeah. Start doing Netflix movies and weird stuff, you know, all that. Doc, uh, good to have you back uh, in U.S. soil and uh, great roundtable today, buddy. Thanks for the time, Doc. Absolutely, guys. Have a good week, and we'll talk with you next week. You bet, and congratulations to Dr. Phil Johnson. How many years with uh, Team USA doing what he does? Thank you, Doc. Appreciate that. Quick timeout. We'll come back. The dude. Back more. 740, the fan. Congratulations to the Chicago Bears. They're the number. They'll have the number one pick. In the 2023 uh, draft. So we'll see what uh, they'll do. The Houston Texans. Uh, I think they might trade down that number one. I wonder. Well, someone's falling in love with Bryce Young. I mean, that would make sense, right? I mean, they really don't. They got their quarterback. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they got Fields. I don't know where else you'd go at number one. Use a little leverage on that. Texans number two. Of course, they uh, they, uh, parted ways with Lovey. And uh, you mentioned Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury's out in Arizona, which is not a huge surprise. Well, the uh, three pick is uh, is going to Arizona. Speaking of Arizona, and the four picked Indianapolis. Now, there's where a quarterback could. Well, Houston, a quarterback could could land there too. Yes, obviously, that's very possible, right? I believe we're talking draft already, but that's what happens after the regular season. Yeah, comes, once the teams comes, are finishing, they don't get to go to the playoffs. That's what you do, right? Comes to an end. That's what you look at. The Lions. I think the Lions have a six pick, right? They that they got from the Rams. So Detroit, Boy, that's weird to think. Detroit is in play. Brad, you said Man. it earlier. Detroit is in play. Oh, I there's no way say if the Packers are kind of in limbo and the the Bears, the rebuilding process is going to take some time, and we just the Vikings are going to have to make some cap decisions on some people next year. So you don't know how they're going to look. Um, what <laughs> that leaves the Lions. That's what we have. Left. So, is number so, four back with the Vikings next year? I, I don't oh, think so. I'm not Ooh. sure either. I unless he takes a, unless he take they restructure the deal or well, how about what about number nineteen? I think he restructures his deal and stays. Okay, that's that, I could see that happening more so than because he did this year. I just I mean, why would he want to go anywhere else? The role he fits in is that's, perfect. Yeah, it's, it's I, you know, he, and he's made enough money. I think he's made more money than he ever thought he would. You know, <laughs> right. leaving the Detroit Lakes High School. So I mean, yeah. it's so he's probably okay there. I, I would say he's going to restructure for sure. Harrison Smith will probably restructure again. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I think the other one to watch is obviously to the Neil Hunter. I mean, yeah, just because I don't think he fits in this defense. I mean, he made some plays, obviously, but. It's just not – he's not standing out like he did in a 4-3, in my mm-hmm. opinion. I wouldn't doubt in draft day – you nailed it. I wouldn't doubt we see a, a four uh, – Indy make a move uh, to move up with Chicago and steal Bryce before uh, he, uh, that number two uh, – Houston, right, has a two-pick before Houston right. probably is going after a QB. Yep. There's a few QBs in this draft. Uh, as far as FCS talent, probably uh, looking at Mauk in the what? Top second round maybe? Maybe late first what, and second. Boy, if he goes that high, that'd be great for him. Yeah, yep. second or third. Uh, Tucker, Tucker Craft, Tucker uh, second. Yep. 
You know, we'll see where tight ends go. I mean, is he kind of falling the same line as Goddard? I would hope so for him. Yeah. Boy, we're going to be having that party pretty soon, too, aren't we? The draft party coming. We have Hard twins caravans and draft parties, and you think sports not even close to any, including tonight, where Maple River hits the road. Brad Anderson behind the mic. 7.15. Brad, what have we got tonight? Uh, Maple River at Richland. Richland. The Colts. Home of the Colts. Uh, yeah. Tune in tonight right here on 740 The Fan. Common is next on The Fan.